Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears, season two for both of your ears. Thanks for listening. My name is Jason. Hey, and I'm KJ. And in this week's episode, Claire, Natola, and Boogie join us in the third chair. And in Week in Review, we briefly discuss our Thanksgivings and then we tangent into our semi-recent trips to the cinema and discuss one of the best TV shows of the decade. And then after that, we'll take a quiz from Bob Walsh about names. Bill and William, to be specific. We'll wrap it all up with feedback, wherein you will find out if I guessed the correct mystery Oreo flavor. Dun-dun-dun. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, we, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Hey, what's up this month or whatever it is that we've been gone? How long has it been? I don't know. Who am I? Who are you? What are we doing? Good is up because Claire Natola has joined us again in the third chair. Hello. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Claire. It's been thank quite you. a while since it we last been. had you on. I had was, you back. Thank you. It was summer. It was about oh, maybe was it? Se- I think it was about 70 degrees warmer than it is now. Oh. Yeah. Well, I my inquiring minds want to know if you're cat sitting again this time because i think last time you were cat sitting for two fighting cats correct as a matter of fact i am cat sitting again (laughs) (laughs) same cats different uh now just one cat named boogie and um and i am cat sitting in massachusetts this time oh boy state wars (laughs) my home state my home state. That's right. Yeah. Um, cat sitting for our friend Kate. Nice. Yes. Yes. And Boogie is a wonderful cat. Boogie demands food at 6 a.m. And demands <laughs> food again at 9 a.m. And I, I would oh, not call wow. that wonderful. <laughs> that, the, you, I, don't, I don't think me and you define wonderful <laughs> when an animal says you have to get up and feed me at 6 a.m. That's not the same definition as, as my definition of wonderful. Well, going back to sleep is easy for me, so... So does Boogie, how does Boogie demand food? Does Boogie step on your face? No, Boogie, um, Boogie just meows. Boogie refuses to actually get in the bed or come up on the couch or do anything snuggly. Boogie just is. Boogie doesn't snuggle. But Boogie's a nice cat. Yeah, yeah. But Boogie just meows. And, and, And it's such a sad sounding meow. It's really oh. rather pathetic sounding. So you're you're much better off just getting up immediately and feeding Boogie than to lie there and pretend like the meow is not happening. Because then I you'll feel you really depressed. <laughs> right, right. You know, put on Morrissey and just throw me off a bridge. <laughs> uh, see, I thought you were going to say he puts on Earth, Wind, and Fire and dances around. Oh, no, that's <laughs> what I do. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm hoping that Boogie will make his or her presence known. Well, I fed Boogie uh, her nine o'clock feeding just before we started recording, so Boogie okay. wouldn't disturb the podcast. Okay, All considerably. Right. So I'm not. I can't guarantee that Boogie will uh, will make her presence known. Okay, <laughs> that was not Boogie. <laughs> no, not sad enough sounding. Okay. Um. It, well, it was Thanksgiving. What did uh? What did you two do for Thanksgiving? Anything in America, special? you centrist. <laughs> yes. It was not Thanksgiving in the rest of the world where well, this podcast is listening. We're to. in America where I I'm sitting in America. So that's I'm what from I'm asking. America. America. <laughs> All our Canadian listeners had Thanksgiving like a month ago. Yep. Mm, two months ago even. Yeah. 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 It was great. So, I had a wonderful good. time at my niece's house, also in Massachusetts. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She has a a daughter who will be three in February. So she was just like the Energizer Bunny all day. It was great. And then you went, you got to go home after that? Or did you stay there? 
Well, home is a relative term these oh, days. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm still living the nomadic lifestyle. I have okay. officially, I've officially moved out of Maryland, but I have no fixed abode at the moment. Um, so I am, I am a wanderer. But to 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 answer your your question about Thanksgiving and where I went to afterwards, I actually was on a legitimate vacation that week because I I have an announcement to make. I I am dating Ooh. somebody. Uh oh. And I was going to um, ask you. Okay, keep going because I saw a picture <laughs> on social media. <laughs> so um, so I'm dating somebody and he lives in Northern Ireland. So he came out for a visit and we toured New England for the week. So um, oh. so that Thanksgiving fell in the middle of his visit here. So uh, we we were doing the whole Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts thing for the whole week. So someone in another country came to America for Thanksgiving. Eat it, Jason. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I did. It's <laughs> turkey and mashed potatoes and, you know. And I'm corn. sure you had a sweet potato casserole with ma- marshmallows all over the, the top. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are you doing? So you're not doing that. I saw I saw a picture and it said, I think it, it from you, happy Thanksgiving from was it Graham? Graham, yep. And that is that who you're talking about? That's who I'm talking about, yes. Okay, that's so fun. Yeah. Very fun. So at any point during the tour of New England did he make some joke about how he's from near old England? No. Or original OG England? No. Okay, then he can hang around. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. We were looking for your approval. Yes. I approve. (laughs) Yeah, well, we just hosted Thanksgiving here for the first time in about five years. Um, Since Iowa is where we used to go, and nobody lives in Iowa for my family anymore, except, well, my extended family. But So my mom lives up here now. And they don't count. And they definitely count. We're going down there next month for a Christmas (laughs) gathering. But uh, my mom lives here now, so and my brother and his family from Nashville flew up, and we had a lovely time. Excellent. Except for the snowstorms. She's doing well. Great. She's adjusting. Yeah. Hi, Mom. I assume she uh, listens. Uh, well, she really does not. I assume does she does not. not. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> she say. does. No. Although, it, it'll be foreshadowing to the end of this podcast um, mm-hmm. about... You, uh, you, <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. You want to hear what my mom said recently? Yes. I didn't know you had a podcast. Yeah. Oh, this is wow. Literally, and the reason she said that is because the one episode that I recorded by myself, mm-hmm. she listened to, and that's it. Uh-huh. So, yep. That's so now she, she knows. She's going back in all the archives now. No, she is not. <laughs> <laughs> She's not. My mom listens to some of it, and then when we start doing things that she doesn't understand, she shuts it off. Which is usually about two minutes in. I was going to say, so she's <laughs> so not she listening the anymore. the whole hi mom thing. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah, you uh, she get might. It in the beginning, she might. <laughs> she seems to listen to Week in Review, but then when we start doing things like quizzes, then she's out. Mm-hmm. Or other things that, you know, she doesn't have any idea what we're talking about. Like There's QE. some joke in there about apple and tree that I... <laughs> that you're I'm, not going to I'm going to let you make. Okay. <laughs> so that, I mean, what else? I... It's been a month, but I can't. Oh, I've gone to two movies in actual movie theater movies mm. in in the last time. Oh, the cinema. The cinema went to Ford versus Ferrari. Two Which thumbs one did you up. Like Excellent. Oh, that's one movie. One movie. Yes. What is this movie about? Ford and Ferrari. Far, Ford and Ferrari. <laughs> when they. <laughs> it's it's like racing, right? It's a racing movie. It's a, it's about one yes it is a racing movie but it's about mm. one um event that happened when Ford tried to beat Ferrari for years in the Le Mans race in France and finally I won't give it away but it's 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 a great movie highly recommend mm. even if you don't like cars and racing I've seen online like Twitter refer to this as a dad movie well, I ain't no and dad. It's, it's the first time I'd heard that term used, you know, multiple times. Is that by what different people would it be? Fast and the Furious? Would that be f- dad movies? No, 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 no. I think dad movies are like it's sort of insulting, you know. 
It's like movies only your dad would like. If, if you're like a millennial, if you're in your 20s, or I don't even know if those are millennials anymore. Millennials are probably in their 30s now. But uh, whatever that generation is okay. that I don't care about um, in their 20s. I mean, they're younger than me. I don't care. I think they're called Generation the, uh, Z. Is that right? I don't. That, I, I literally don't care. The, uh, <laughs> uh, they, they, it's like movies that they think their dads would like. It's the, mm. it's the people who would say, okay, boomer. It's that generation who are like, yeah, that's not for me. That's for my dad. That's for some old people. Well, I did talk to my dad the next day and told him he'd like mm-hmm. that movie. There you so, go. There you go. It might be a dad movie. See, I, I I took it as a like they were insulting people of our age. I actually that would like these slow movies. I have a I have a slightly different take. I wouldn't necessarily okay. think that it was an insult, but I would think of it more like KJ said, where it's actually a movie that you could say to your dad, "Hey, you know what? You'll you would like this, so go to the cinema." Because mm-hmm. dads don't go to the cinema a lot. This is true. Mm-hmm. I think it's implied in there. It's baked in, though, that they're like, this is for you. This is not for me because that's lame and old and you're lame and old and I'm cool and hip and young. So, Well, I think this movie is cool and hip, but it is it's about older guys. So maybe that's right. why it's a dad it's, movie. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say it's probably not cool and hip, but it could be <laughs> still a good movie. <laughs> it's really well, well done. Yeah, it's what I've heard. It's it's uh, what's his face? Um, Christian Bale, right? And, and Matt um, Damon. Yeah, from Massachusetts. Yes. And I also saw a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, Mr. Rogers' movie. Yes. Yeah, um, how was that? I thought it was pretty good. Now remember, I'm I'm in the Anne Hornaday of this podcast in that I say everything that I see I like, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it as much as Ford versus Ferrari, but I still thought it was. Pretty good. Oh, a scathing review. Too bad for that one. <laughs> and I thought Tom Hanks did a really good job. And I know that some people think, well, if you see Tom, you can't, you can't, you can't see the character. All you see is Tom Hanks. But I thought he was really good as Fred Rogers. Mm-hmm. And the guy that played the other main character from the Americans, Matthew, Matthew Reese, he was excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, I, I bawled like a little baby, so I was not happy about that. <laughs> I did not cry in Ford versus Ferrari. It was that bad that you cried? <laughs> no, I cried because it was uplifting. Oh. <laughs> well, then it couldn't have been too bad. No, it was good, but it wasn't okay. great. So, have you seen the documentary about Fred yes, Rogers? Yes, that was great. Mm-hmm. Is this movie worth seeing after seeing the documentary? Yes. Is it, does it add anything to it? Or is it just like dramatization of that? Like, you know, it's totally or like different. To call it, really? It's, does it cover like different things? No, or? it covers the, the story is about the, the Matthew Reese plays a writer for Esquire magazine who was mm-hmm. um, given an assignment to write about Fred Rogers in a piece about heroes, local heroes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not, do- I don't do puff pieces. I'm an investigative journalist. And it- so basically it's the story of this guy who did not want to write about Fred Rogers, did not want to meet him, thought he was corny, all that stuff, and went to meet him and ended up, they ended up being best friends and not best friends, but good friends. And he changed his life in a very positive way. So it was about that story, but cool. <clears throat> it also kind of showed what Fred Rogers, what Fred Rogers was really all about. So it was only about one event. It was really well like, done, though. Cool. I feel like um, everything I hear, he seems like he is that personality that was on that TV show pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super nice guy, super cared about other people, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for this dude to believe and he couldn't he had a hard time figuring that out after multiple interviews but finally he's like yep he's pretty much the nicest guy i've ever met and he was not happy about it (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's holding up a mirror to himself to be like this guy can be nice to other people what am i doing i must be a terrible human being (laughs) exactly yeah and and it was very uplifting but also you so know. crushing. Yes, because he had he was going through a lot of stuff, and there was a cancer death involved, and so that didn't help me 
um, because I had that recently. So then I'm crying about that. So it was just, I'm like, can we get this movie over with, please? Ah, uh, okay. Nice. But it was good. Cool. And my nieces saw Frozen with their mom and dad. Frozen 2. Frozen 2, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all I have to report on movies that I've seen lately on the, at the cinema. Claire, have you been to the cinema lately? Uh, just, I saw the Downton Abbey film, which now that's so did what, I. like three months ago, maybe. Yes. We yes. took my mom there. We, mm-hmm. we really liked it. It was very entertaining. Oh, fabulous. Loved it. <laughs> there we go. Two thumbs up, two enthusiastic <laughs> thumbs up from Claire. Yep. Jason, have you have it. not been to the cinema lately? Because oh, no. you don't usually go to the cinema very often, um, right? I, I never did before, and I definitely don't go anywhere now. So, um, yeah, I'm. I can tell you about some doctor's visits. You've had some. Do- I, I'm certain <laughs> that's, that's you've had some doctor's doing. visits. Yes. Yeah, that's all I've been doing. That's the only time I leave the house. So, I I did go to the cinema one year that I forgot about until just now. Is that the Fast and the Furious movie? Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Jason's wife and I went to see that. Other than that, pretty much it's oh. taken kids to the cinema. So, mm-hmm. and they hadn't seen it. They hadn't wanted to see anything for a while. I think my daughter's going to go see Frozen too, but um, I probably won't be involved in that. But uh, me and the cinema never really got along. <laughs> not in the past several years. Well, I still haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw, but I w- I will eh, tell you what I've seen. You probably wouldn't like it. I probably wouldn't. It's like a dad movie. <laughs> it's that's not a dad movie. That's, you well. you misunderstood. <laughs> or did I? Uh, but you know what? I one of your recommendations I am loving is Parks and Rec. Oh my god! I'm halfway through the third season. Best and show I ever. Love it. Well, I don't know if yep. I'll go that far, but it's really yes, up there. It's really up there. Have you seen Parks and Rec, Claire? I admit that I haven't. Which um, streaming service would I find it on? It's on Netflix. Right I'm now. watching okay. it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really? So yeah. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix, I know, and it's gonna be it's gonna be moving to the NBC whatever service they're starting up. I think in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one sometime. So it'll go off of Netflix and the other one. Mm-hmm. It's really good, Claire. Okay. I resisted it for a long time because I didn't want another show. <laughs> it's not really good. It's great. It's the it best. is great. Yes. And at first, I didn't like. Um. April. But, April Ludgate? But now I love April. It took me about three to four episodes to kind of warm up to April Ludgate, and now oh. I love April Ludgate. Oh. Her and her interactions with Andy and her interactions with Ron are the best. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, the show gets better. It just continually gets better until the end. That's, well, that's good. rare. Uh-huh. It is oh, yeah. rare. It's, they, really, they really pulled it off. Yeah. And the, third, the, the middle of the second season... Starts to get better. Third season is great. And I think I might have liked four, five, and six as much or better than as Ooh, much as three. There's three, six? three is three is probably the best. Oh yeah, there's a short six. I think okay. there's seven. Ooh. The, the last season is only like thirteen giving. episodes. <laughs> I was well, thinking one there of the was only four. Was, one of the seasons was cut short by like a writer's strike, so there's like only like 13 to 14 episodes, which is, I mean, a normal season now, but mm-hmm. back then, you know, for a network, network sitcom, it's usually t- in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good, and they pull it together great at the end. So Great. Something to look forward to. There we go. We have a mini recommendations within Week in Review. Oh, did you see, speaking of that, did you see where I saw it on several lists this week? List this week, people are you know when they it's at that time of the year where they make the yes. end of the year best of the year. Uh-huh. Now people are making best of the decade because it's you know end of the decade, and Parks and Rec was at the was number one or number two on the three or four lists I looked at. Oh for yeah, best, best TV show of the decade was one of those Shay Serrano's Serrano's list. No, because he, did you see him tweet? That he was trying to make a best 10 of the decade and he has like 25. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yep, yeah. I understand. They're all honorable <laughs> mentions. Uh, Parks and Rec is great. And I'm not even through with it yet. Everybody should watch it. Yes. If you like The Office, you should watch it. If you like The Good Place, you should watch it because it's the same guy. Same writer, yeah. Or same you, showrunner, yeah. Yeah. If you like good TV shows, 
you should watch it. And The Good Place is also a show you should watch. Yeah, not not as good as Parks and Rec, but it's it's not bad. Well, it's just different. The it, uh, yeah, you should forking watch it, okay? <laughs> this is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz. What do we know? Well, yes, it is a quiz. We are going to do. We have. Quizlet 8, 9, 10, and 11 from Bob Walsh Quizmaster. We are going to do Quizlet number 11. All right. And Quizlet number 11 is famous. Because that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, famous Bills and famous Williams. Okay. Based on the three clues provided, identify the famous Bill or famous William. A trick question or two may have found their way into this otherwise innocent-looking Quizlet, and the spelling might be off by a letter here or there. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there because if it's if it's two trick questions, isn't it only five questions? Yes. Uh, well, there's a bonus question, so there are six questions. Okay, still, that's like 30% of the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yep, trick questions so, and misspellings. Excellent. So this thing is loaded with traps and, you know, landmines we have to dodge. So Yes. Well, it's, the, it's Bob Walsh quiz. Yeah, there you go. Number one, identify the famous Bill or William who died in London on August 23rd, 1305. What? Who is the subject of an epic poem by Blind Harry and whose most successful endeavor was the Battle of Stirling Bridge in Scotland. Claire? Slightly before I was born. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> okay, if, okay, okay, I'm just going to stop you right here. Bob, if we said movies before the 70s were before <laughs> our time... Going back to the 1300s does not help. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, are you serious? Is that the first question? Is that the joke? Is apparently that the question? It's, it's history, though. We we didn't ever put a, a a timeline on history. History, history. <laughs> I I I ain't about history. <laughs> How about our story? <laughs> oh God! The oh. patriarchy is running wild here, Bob. Come on. Do you know the answer, either one of you? I have no idea. I mean, I could take a couple guesses, like William of Orange or William the Conqueror, only because of how long ago we're talking about. But Mm -hmm. so I'm going to say William of Orange. William of Orange. Okay. King Bill is who I'm going with. (laughs) I'm not going with anybody. Number two, identify the famous Bill or William who played a space alien opposite Mark Harmon's future wife whose Oscar for Best Supporting Actor came opposite Matt Damon, and who was the last male guest on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Now, we ought to be able to get this. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a trick question. I think this might be one one of of the ones. Maybe this is one of the ones that he's calling a trick question. Okay, let's let's break this down, because Claire seems to know the answer. Yes, we we do need to break it down. Okay, so let's break it down. Mark Harmon's wife. Who is Mark Harmon? Actor. Isn't he, is he from NCIS or? Correct. Um, yeah. Okay. Future wife. Is oh, he one married of those to... dad shows. Yeah. <laughs> is he married, who's he married to? Pam Dauber. Oh. Oh. I was thinking Angie Harmon. <laughs> no, that's, no. <laughs> Isn't Angie Harmon married to um, Jason Seahorn? From the giant. Oh, yes. I think you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So this person played a space alien opposite Mark Angie Harmon. Har- Angie Harmon was on uh, Law and Order at one point. So Mark Harmon, NCIS, Angie Harmon. Yes, that's why Law I and thought Order, that. Both, both serialized, you know. They met shows. on the studio lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those shows are shot in the same place. <sighs> okay. Well. So. Um, I don't Pam know Dauber. who Pam Dauber is. Oh, yes, you do. She's Mindy from Mork and Mindy. Oh, okay. I know da, who Pam da, da, da. Dauber is. Yeah. But I don't know. The, okay, so the space alien, I don't know that one. Uh, but... <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay. Mork and Mindy. Oh, okay. It, so, <laughs> all right. Oh, this is so, a last name situation. Yes. Yes. Who, so who played Mork? Robin Williams. There we yeah. go. 
And there's the spelling, too. Might be missing a leather here or there. Bob being tricky there. Yep. Okay, and then he won Best Supporting Actor for Goodwill Hunting opposite Matt Damon. There you go. And who was the last male guest on The Tonight Show. I wouldn't have gotten that, but... Yeah, is that, where, is that what you got it from, Claire? Um, from the Play to Space <laughs> Alien opposite Mark Harmon's future wife. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number nice. three. I did not know that was his wife. Yeah. That's cool. I did not Excellent. either. Identify the famous Biller William who played saxophone with The Posse in 1992. I know this is. Who changed his last name when he was 15 and who was tried by the Senate. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You know I think I know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. William yes. Jefferson Clinton. Correct. Yes. William R. Clinton to his fr- friends. Oh, let's not talk about middle initials. Yeah. Never again <laughs> shall we talk about middle initials. <laughs> you hear me, Bob? Never. <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. That will never be brought up on this show again. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know Bill Clinton played in a pos- the, be- the posse. What did he play? Well, saxophone. Well, he oh, played... Come on. Saxophone on the Arsenio Hall show, so I'm going to guess. Running for president, I'm going to guess that the posse about. is the name of the band on the Arsenio that's, Hall show. That is correct. Okay, that's that's yes, that's when I knew. Okay, it. I didn't know. You that don't he, remember that no. famous? Yeah, he was on. He he came on and when he was running for president. I think he was just still not even the Democratic primary correct. nominee at that point. Yeah, he was running for the Democratic to be the Democratic nominee for president, and he, so he went on Arsenio's Hall show and played saxophone, wearing <laughs> sunglasses and. Pretty much locked up that uh, demographic vote right mm-hmm. there. I have seen I have seen stills of him wearing sunglasses and playing saxophone, but I don't think I knew it was Arsenio Hall. Mm-hmm. It's probably from that. That's that's a pretty famous episode in political history. I think it's the only reason people remember the Arsenio Hall show, quite frankly. Oh no! Come no, on. <laughs> come on, Claire. <laughs> I watched that show. That's my demographic. I did too. I, mean, I watched that show all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, um, you should see, you should go back, I, I know this is on YouTube, you should go back and watch the rap tribute that they did when they brought out like a ton of people who had been on his show, uh, like hip hop artists, they brought them out and they did a song together. It was like, it's like 50 people on the stage and it's like just one after another. I think it was one of the later episodes or maybe one of the last episodes of his show when they had canceled it, but like it's it's pretty awesome to see just like huge names of like these rappers that were hugely popular then come out and they're still you know some of them legendary now that that, can't, that it's just one after another they keep coming out it's like oh whoa whoa it's pretty cool is this before or after i binge parks and rec um before because it's short okay. this is only like six minutes um <laughs> speaking of arsenio hall show that was a footage from the arsenio hall show was put into um the fred rogers movie i just saw and really? it looked like actual footage of when Fred Rogers went on Arsenio Hall and they put a jacket on him. You know how Fred changed his jacket to a sweater when he first got into the show? Mm-hmm. Um, they did that, but it was Tom Hanks instead of the actual Fred Rogers. So I don't know if they took actual footage of Tom Hanks on the Arsenio Hall show. And for some reason, they were putting a jacket on Tom Hanks or if it was all the magic of editing. But it was pretty cool. I mean, did it look like Tom Hanks, young Tom Hanks, or did it look like current uh, day Tom No, Hanks? it looked like current day Tom Hanks. Because then it had to be editing. Well, it looked like current day Tom Hanks who is trying to be Fred Rogers. It well, looked, then, yeah, it's, then it's not... It wasn't the old t- Tom Hanks. The young Tom Hanks is what you're saying. It was editing. Right. Yeah, I would, I would think so. It's like it's, they Forrest Gumped it. Uh, yeah. They did. That's what I would guess. Okay. They, and they might have taken the actual footage from Arsenio mm-hmm. and, and CGI'd Hanks in there somehow or CGI'd his face or something. That's what I think they must have done because they gave, I'm assuming that he actually did go, Fred Rogers actually went on Arsenio's show and they put a jacket on him. Look that up. Certainly possible. Number four. Uh, identify the famous Bill or William who has been featured in two movies that also starred Tom Hanks, who was a lead actor in a 1996 summer blockbuster and who portrayed a deputy working alongside Wyatt Earp. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know this? I think so. Go for it. I'm going to say that it's Bill Paxton. Oh, okay. 
Who's the guy I always get Bill Paxton confused with? Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Yes. Yeah. Which I think Bill Paxton passed away and Bill Pullman is still alive. Correct. Yeah. Paxton yes. is the one from the tornado movie. Twister, yeah. which is Twister. what I think Bob is talking about. The 1996 summer block. That, that tracks. Yes. That's about the right And time. he was in Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And he must have been in Wyatt Earp as the deputy. Um, if he's talking about the actual Wyatt Earp and not Tombstone, I think he's in. I think he's in Tombstone. Oh, okay. okay. With Kurt Kev- Russell, who was wasn't Kevin Costner in Tombstone? Mm, he, I think he was in Wyatt Earp. This was a situation where they came out with those two movies within like a year or two of each other, and mm-hmm. if you saw one, it's. I heard people say I like this one or the, the other one. Tombstone is by far the better movie, but it's because I saw that one first, and I think it's whoever, whichever one you saw first. Is you're like, oh, this is the one. This is the one I like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, well, Tombstone, I think great movie. Kevin Costner was in Tombstone, and I'm going to stand by that. Sure. Okay, ident- <laughs> number five. Identify the famous Bill or William, who is the younger of the two competing sisters. I'm sorry. Yes, that's I'm correct. I'm sorry, what? Let's start over. Number five. Identify the famous Bill or William, who is the younger of two competing sisters, who was born in Michigan but grew up in Los Angeles, and whose daughter's birthday is not celebrated. Is this a trick question? Yeah. This much, doesn't make any sense to me. Much like number two. Okay, so it's a last name. Oh. Correct. This okay. is Venus and yeah, Serena Venus. Williams. Yeah. Serena. It, the, the, the wording of that was like, what? <laughs> um, okay. So, so whose daughter's birthday is not celebrated, it must be Serena, because I don't think Venus has children. Why is her daughter's birthday not celebrated? Uh, I don't know. Is it a... February. She's a humanist. She doesn't believe in birthdays. Okay. Okay. I don't have any idea. I've just made that up. I, I mean, it could could be something like that. I know. Um, yeah, she could be Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I've always said I'm a little partial to that because I don't celebrate holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like to. I do because other people around me want to. Yeah. I would never celebrate a holiday, so it's kind of not um, a bad part of that religion. Okay, so the answer we think is Serena Williams. Correct. Okay. The, he said the younger of the two, right? Yeah, the younger. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Serena. Oh, yes, yeah, she is the younger. Okay. Bonus question number six. Well, bonus question number one, total question number six. Identify. I was to say, I, I know I tend to black out on this every now and then, but <laughs> if I blacked out for five questions. <laughs> Identify the famous Bill O'William, which resides in Orchard Park, New York, which lost the ultimate contest four times in a row. And which is a favorite of Luke Russard. Ah, yes. Oh, no wonder. He's not saying who resides. Right. This, this is a, a football team. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Should we go over the answers? I mean, I think we, I, I mean, I know we got all these right, except for the first one. I'm not sure about it. Yeah, the first but one But I'm going to trust didn't. that Claire got that one right, too. She said William it. of Orange, correct? That's what I said, but... The answer is William Wallace. Oh! Braveheart. Braveheart, yeah. Was drawn, quartered, and beheaded in Smithfield, London at the age of 35. Little is actually known about the historical Wallace. The screenplay screenplay for Braveheart, starring Mel Gibson, is based on the poem The Acts and Deeds of the Illustrious and Valiant Champion Sir William Wallace, which the poet Blind Harry composed sometime in the 1470s. Wait, is Wallace- he saying that the movie might not be 100% historically accurate? <laughs> I think he might be saying that. Oh, boy. Uh, Wallace's most successful victory over the English was the Battle of Stirling Bridge in September 1297 during the First War for Scottish Independence. So, we did not get that one right, but I think... So, did it anywhere in there, did he, did he give any kind of hint that was relative to... Braveheart or well, anything like that? Scotland. He did say the Battle of Stirling Bridge in Scotland. So it, yes. if I had paid better attention, I might have come up with it. But from he that, could have but. said, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to backseat quiz right here and say he could have mentioned something that was like some veiled reference, a, a more, cl- a, a less veiled reference to the actual movie or like that there was a movie made about this rather than some blind poet wrote some, Poem so that what nobody saying, ever read. What you're saying is, he is give given us you Mel better... Gibson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah, we, yeah, it was played by Mel Gibson. Right. We'd have got that. We'd have probably got it. Or, yeah. or just like a movie was made in whatever was it, the late '80s, early '90s. Bob, dumb it down for us next time, please. Yeah, Bob, yeah. do better. Yeah, 
history uh, again we don't care about history <laughs> you. i'm leaving all that history behind me i'm moving forward no, number two was robin williams played the space alien mork on the happy days spinoff mork and mindy 1978 to 82 opposite pam dauber who married mm-hmm. Harmon in 1987. Williams won his Oscar playing Matt Damon's psychologist in Goodwill Hunting in 1997. Williams and Bette Midler were Carson's last guests on May 21st, 1992. Would I remember you have gotten that as a bonus that. question, Claire? The other last guest of Carson? Yeah, because that comes up in trivia quizzes a lot. Yes. Oh, I, so I you would have gotten Bette Midler too? too? I, and you, Jason? Yeah. Wow. Yes, I would have because never I remember gotten. her singing to him. Mm-hmm. I remember that clip. Number three, on June 3rd, 1992, while running for the Democratic presidential nomination, Bill Clinton played the saxophone with The Posse, the house band on the Arsenio Hall show, performing renditions of Heartbreak Hotel and God Bless the Child. Mm-hmm. Bush press secretary Tory Clark noted afterwards, I thought it was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Clinton's original last name was Blythe after his father, who died in a car crash three months before he was born. I literally did not know that. I did that. not know that. Claire? I knew that... Of he, course she did. No, no, no. I didn't know the name or, you know, I just knew that he, that he Clinton his was his stepfather or something. Okay. Oh, okay. That oh. makes more sense. The way that was, the way that sentence was written made it seem like he just decided to change his name to something random. No, no. And not, he took his stepfather's name, basically right. was adopted kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, but the next sentence yeah. clarifies. Bill's mother later oh. married Roger Clinton. Bill began using his stepfather's name when he was four, finally changing his le- name legally at age 15. Gotcha. So is his brother his full brother or his half-brother? Half-brother, and if it's And if it's his half-brother, how weird would it be to marry a man that is named the same thing as your son. No, I think that's the. I think you, that's his brother. The other side. From so he's a junior. Later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Now I think we know this answer. I'm going to turn this into a mini quiz, even though he's just telling us because I think this has come up before. The only presidents to have had articles of impeachment passed by the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this are. came up when I was on the show and I embarrassed myself. Okay, well here here's time for you know, for retribution or for is it yeah. No. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm uh, looking for you, Bob. Affirmation. Vengeance. Vengeance. <laughs> Vengeance. I don't know. You know what no. I'm talking about. There. Yes, we know Trump. Go ahead, Claire. Who is it? The two brothers. Well I I embarrassed myself before because I was like, wait, is it is it Jackson or is it Johnson? Wait, which mm-hmm. one? Which one? Which one? And uh, I'm still not going to know. Oh. I think it's the one who's not on the $20 bill. So Johnson. That's what I think. Okay. That's the way I remember it, but I think that's the way the trick I tried to do before, the mnemonic, and I was wrong. So. <laughs> it, it is Andrew <laughs> Maybe Johnson. don't listen to me. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay, yeah. That's, now, now I'll remember it because that's well, a great way to remember it. We've also heard, all of us have heard way too much about this in the last month anyway. Yeah. So. By the way, the word just came to me that I meant to say redemption redemption nailed it okay um <laughs> it were subsequently so that passed by the house of representatives were subsequently tried to conclusion by the senate both were acquitted yes mm-hmm. which is what we're gonna see happening again unfortunately uh i think so there is no way the senate is gonna there's no way these republicans are gonna change no and that's your political 10 seconds for this episode yep okay number four this i want to is- say something about clinton though Go ahead. It's Clinton also the most charming, captivating man in the history of the world, according to one David Aldridge. Yes. Mm. Yep. And if you haven't heard that him tell that story, I don't even remember what episode that is, but you need to go listen to that. It's at the end of the episode when he talks about interviewing Clinton, and it was just, his descriptions were awesome. Yeah, it was Great. really good. Um, number four, this is a trick question, as the clues can identify either Bill Pullman or the late Bill Paxton. Oh. oh. Hank's movies. Pullman was featured in Sleepless in Seattle and had a lesser role in A League of Their Own. Oh, my. I really? don't remember mm. him in A League of Their Own. I'm sure Bob is right about this, but really? He might have played, I don't know. I think he played one of the suits in A League of Their Own. I've never actually seen either of those movies, so. 
I've seen as someone who is <laughs> as someone who has never seen those movies, I'm going to say you're wrong, Bob. You're wrong. <laughs> okay, Paxton played astronaut Fred Hayes mm-hmm. in Apollo 13 and had a featured role in The Circle, 2017. Pullman and Paxton both had a starring role in the 1996 in a 1996 blockbuster. Pullman was President Thomas Whitmore in Independence Day. Oh, Independence Day. Day, yeah, yeah. The top grossing movie that year, pulling in over 817 million. Yeah, that was a huge movie. Paxton was Bill Harding, the Tornado Hunter in Twister, which was the second most popular movie of 1996, grossing over 494 million worldwide. And Paxton portrayed Morgan. That's a huge drop off from one to two. Yeah, it's about half. That movie made a ton of money, Independence Day. Bill um, Pullman played uh, Dottie's husband in A League of Their Own. That's gotcha. right. Yep. Who came back from the war mm-hmm. or whatever, and that's why she left the team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, I think so. Never seen it. Paxton portrayed Morgan Earp, the brother and fellow deputy of Wyatt Earp in Tombstone 1993. Yep. Pullman played Ed Masterson, one of Wyatt Earp's deputies in the disappointing Kevin Costner vehicle, Wyatt Earp. Ha-ha! <laughs> See? Tombstone, better movie. I should have stuck with my... I said I was very adamant that it was... Costner was in Tombstone. Nope. Okay. Number five, Serena Williams is the younger of the two tennis playing Williams sisters. She was born 11 months after her sister Venus in Saginaw, but grew up in Compton. Serena, who is a Jehovah's Witness, mm. cited religious practice as there the reason go. her daughter Olympia doesn't celebrate birthdays. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, bonus answer. This is the other trick question. The Buffalo Bills play their home games at New Era Field in Orchard Park, a suburb of Buffalo. The Bills lost four consecutive Super Bowls from 91 to 94. Luke is a fan of this of his late father, Tim Russert's hometown team. Mm. So sense. we did quite well, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got them all but the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was, you know, it's history. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Never learn anything from history. That's what I've learned recently. Yeah, sadly, we haven't. Correct. No, that's true. Maybe they should start calling it her story. I prefer our story, but you know. <laughs> Thank you, Quizmaster Bob. Yes. I'm sure we will do another one of these out of order at some point. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Unless it's the initial one. Right, unless it's the initial one. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, yeah, she's been with us for the whole show. Can we move on now, please? Hey, thanks for listening again to this podcast. We know you don't have to. Do you know you don't have to? Did I just spoil it for ourselves by letting you know you don't have to listen to us and now you're free? Fly away, little bird. Those who were supposed to be with us will come back. Be free. If you'd like to send us feedback, it's at SpeakTangents on Twitter. Or some other email that you can email us at that we never get feedback at. Because why do that when you can just send us something on Twitter? At one point in time, we had a Snapchat. And a Facebook. But, I mean, is anybody still using either of those anymore? Isn't that, like, long gone by now? I'm just trying to fill time, if you didn't know. Just sort of like Facebook. Do we have any feedback? Yeah, we do. We do have some Twitter feedback. And we have feedback dating back to our last episode that you and I did, Jason, with, I think it was Brad, Brad Weiss. Mm-hmm. But first, we'll do some tweets from our last episode that was solo John Fitzpatrick. Sure. The recommendations episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first tweet taking on a slightly different tone than the second one. Here's the first one. Todd Takei at Tooth Takei. If Watchmen isn't on John's entertainment list, I will riot. 
at speak tangents hashtag SOT. <laughs> and the second one from Jeff Turner at Turner underscore storm. Great job, John. I started listening to snail mail after your last time, and I'm looking forward to using your newest recommendations. Hashtag SOR, hashtag sea of rascals, hashtag nice. making this up. There we go. I like that. So the Watchmen. Mm -hmm. I was told by my brother who visited me, like I said earlier, over Thanksgiving, that this is a show that I would like. Okay. And I said I didn't think I would because it's, isn't it about comic book characters like Marvel and things like that? Mm, and he said not, not really. Not, uh-uh. It's, it's where, to the people who love Watchmen, the, the book, the graphic novel, mm -hmm. uh -huh. they would take offense if you called it a comic book. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it does. It's 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 the high art of comic books. So it's it's like uh, So it's truly it's, it's a fancy comic the, book. It's truly befitting of the term graphic novel. Yeah. Which I feel is overused sometimes when mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. When it's I really not it's, it's often, to comic yeah. books. <laughs> yeah, graphic novel is often overused and applied to like comic books that are trying to be serious. Right, right. Where okay. this is actually a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. it, I had it, forgotten. Yeah. He Close did right. say it was a graphic novel. I had yeah. in my head thought it was a comic book. Yeah, I was just trying to jump in ahead of everybody <laughs> who loves this thing on Twitter and say, um, <laughs> and cut that off right now and say, <laughs> we know it's a graphic novel. We get it. So it's on HBO. And I think too fancy I for might me. start try. I might try it. It's not for me. It's not for you. Okay. Not gonna watch Watchmen. Boogie has made an appearance. Oh. And I'm trying to get Boogie close enough to the microphone to to because she is meowing, but she's not close enough. And come here, Boogie. But she Boogie's doesn't gonna come. do what Boogie wants to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't actually come when you when you try to get her to come. She just stares well, I think at you. I, she well, comes. You know what they call oh, that, you know they call that right? Uh, a cat. Call that? <laughs> a, a cat. Yeah, yeah a cat. Yeah. <laughs> here here so, she is. Hi, Boogie. Say something, Boogie. For God's sakes. <laughs> Nothing. Not is she boogie. that frog from the from the from the <laughs> yes. Warner Brothers cartoon? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Michigan J Frog. That's exactly. There you go. <laughs> this is Massachusetts R Boogie. <laughs> a middle initial. Wow, another appearance. Um, the last one. And from so, oh, go ahead. So, have you seen the? Did you see the Watchmen movie that came out like several years ago? It could have been ten years ago at this point. No, I saw pieces of it and was just like, "This is." I I tried to read this comic. This I'm sorry. I tried to read this graphic <laughs> novel at one point and was like, oh, "This is not for me." And that's that's fine. P people sure. that love it, that's awesome. Go for it. 2009 film. Boom. There we go. Ten years ago. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Wow. That would only work for a couple more weeks. Good job. Yes. Okay, and and from Brad Weiss about last week's episode with John. At one Brad Weiss. And hedonic, two exclamation points. Building your vocabulary one podcast at a time. <laughs> Apparently John said this and I missed it. Um, but then Brad says bonus points. So Brad must have known, how prescient of him, Brad must have known we had a quiz today because now he's asking us bonus points. What path-breaking 70s film takes its title from a variation on the psychological condition of anhedonia? Hmm. Hint, don't ask your gym teacher. Anybody wow, know? I am stumped. No idea. I only know because someone answered it on Twitter. And Brad uh, said, ding, ding, ding. I think it was Tom Pates who answered correctly. Annie Hall. Huh? Okay. Which does make <laughs> sense because isn't the character in Annie Hall, the um, Woody Allen character, I would think he qualifies as someone with anhedonia. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I understand that. Don't ask your gym teacher. There must have been some gym teacher references in that movie. It's been a long time since I've seen Hanny, Annie Hall. Never seen it. So we failed the quiz, yeah. uh, the bonus point quiz. Yes. Okay, and from Kim Wilson at Kim Wills 33 
is this the, quote, load management, unquote, podcast for Jason and KJ, <laughs> which I found very funny. That's funny. Um, okay, now from our last regular episode from about, I guess it's been a month ago now. And speaking of Kim Wilson, Kim Wills at, thir- at Kim Wills 33. So we have a coyote problem around my area, and someone recommended having a radio on. I'm not sure it's feasible in your situation, but apparently it works around here. Well, I can give a coyote update. I think that coy- I think that coyote was listening to the podcast and ran for its life because ever since the Hall of Famer's dad gave us a gun, it's gone. We have nice. not seen it. Well, that's good. The, the gun worked. It did its yes, job. Yes, and I didn't have to fire it, which is even better. And now I want to return the gun. I don't want one of those in my house. And by the way, all the talk about shotgun and 15 shots and um, you're like, you guys are like, well, that's not a shotgun. No, it's not. It's a rifle. There you go. And the Hall of Famer got it wrong because her dad called it a shotgun. Because apparently he just calls everything a shotgun. And he's the one who's giving you the gun? (laughs) Well, he knows what they are, (laughs) but he calls them all a shotgun. It's like Kleenex or Xerox. Gotcha. Yeah. So we've not seen the coyote for about a month. And I, the other, only other thing I can think of is that it was hunting season here. And if someone spotted it, they have full, you know, they can shoot it. There's no penalty against that. So maybe somebody, oh, really? Somebody shot it. Yeah. That's probably correct. We are now back to letting Emmy Lou Hairs outside without a chain on. And she's very happy. Yes. Cool. Okay, Luke Overby at Luke Overby. Uh, Luke, you're killing me. So Luke says, some young stats corrections. One, I was the one on there for the quiz with Walk the Moon. So nailed it. I'm adding that. Two, I was the one that came up with the Walkman show pitch, a modern-day Black Sox-like tale centered on the pitching staff. Hmm. And there are... Nine emojis. <laughs> this is the best part of this. Okay. So the first one is Mr. Peanut emoji. There you go. Second Dr. one. Dr. Monocle. Uh, flu-ridden Humpty Dumpty, maybe? Disease, yeah. <laughs> Disease gumdrop. Um, uh, a drooling boogie? Uh, I say like drooling Pac-Man. Oh, drooling Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I've got the two. I've mixed up the two emojis. Second yeah, one. And a cat with a bow tie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> boogie with a bow tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, nice. What's that? A grasshopper? It's too small for a seat. Grasshopper yeah. emoji. Yeah. Alien. Um, the next one looks like a very happy pig emoji or a boar with tusks. Mm-hmm. It's that thing from The Lion King, whatever. Oh, warthog. Um, Timon and Pumbaa, whichever one is the big, bigger Pum- one. Pumbaa, yeah, right? A, a warthog. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, a no, hard... a warthog is the, is the car you drive in Halo. Come on, Claire. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. A hard shell taco with mm-hmm. what looks to be mold spewing out of it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's called lettuce. Okay. Yes. Uh, a, a puking pinwheel emoji? I don't know. Looks like a pinwheel, a green pinwheel. I'm gonna go with oh, amoeba. Oh, you know what yeah. that is? That's a microbe of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yes, amoeba. And Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse on the phone. Emoji. Oh my God, that is a that's a film projector. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. Mickey and Mouse cinema. on the phone. <laughs> I don't get that one. In addition to those nine emojis, nine emojis, he includes a picture that I'm sure he wanted me to describe in a thousand words. You know, yes. but I am not about to do that. The picture looks to me like, um, doesn't this look like the what's the word? Grassy knoll. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> grassy knoll. Claire, thank quiet. You. Sorry. <laughs> yep, it looks to me I like the grassy knoll. No, I could The famous take grassy knoll picture. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Claire. Yes. Do you do you know why he put that in there? Well, he put, we did speak about the grassy knoll, but also I think he put it in there because he wanted me to have to describe the picture. Yes, but I'm talking about why he chose that particular picture is because we talked about we the talked Zapruder about, film. We talked about what film? Zapruder film. 
I don't know what Zapruder is. Abraham Zapruder's the guy oh. who shot the famous film. Oh, I don't on remember his home camera. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I don't remember referencing the guy's name. Yeah, it's very commonly referred to as that. I remember us talking about the grassy knoll. Anyway, sure so that's why I think that he. Up, yeah. That was the first reason I thought he included it, but then I also started thinking that he probably just included it so that I would have to describe the whole thing. But I foiled you, young stat man. Of course he put it in there for you to describe it. It's Yep. Well, you're going to have to settle for Mickey Mouse on the phone. <laughs> um, Next one, James... Is it Jay Brazy or Brazy? We go over this every time, and I never remember it. It's kind of like Dealer's Andrew choice. Johnson and Andrew Jackson. Yeah, I know the answer, but I'm just going to let it ride. A-J- at J-B-R-A-Z-I-I-I. There you go. Last night, we found mice in our shed. I looked up remedies on my phone and went straight to the Home Depot to pick up supplies. This morning, both my wife and I received automated cold calls from a mice exterminator. QE. Or creepy, question mark. <laughs> creepy. Wait a minute. Um, it's creepy with a capital E, just like he wrote. Creep yes. E. I like the creepy. That's good. Uh-huh. That is creepy. Mm-hmm. It's, that's life now. That's the, way it, that's the way it works. That's. I know, but it's still creepy. Yeah. Uh, Smitty Scoop at Smitty Scoop. He retweeted... Oreo Cookie, who have announced the winner, or not the winner, have announced what the mystery Oreo was. Uh-huh. Do you want me to read that tweet, or do you want to just go to my guess, the audio, first? In other words, uh, do you want me to give away the answer first, or go to the the, the audio from a few weeks back when I guessed? Uh, tell people what the answer is, and then we'll play the audio to okay. see if you got it. So Smitty Scoop wants to know if I was correct. Oreo tweets, case closed. The mystery Oreo is churro flavored cream. Nice work, super sleuths. And roll the audio. Okay, first of all, as soon as I opened the package, I thought immediately, just by smelling, I hadn't tasted anything, just by smelling the package, I knew exactly what it was. Oreos? But then, no, it does not smell like Oreos. Then I tasted it. And I had an immediate guess, but that was by using my normal technique, which is unscrew it, eat the cream, and then the wafers. Mm-hmm. But then I'm, I said, well, I better try eating the whole cookie because the Hall of Famer was there and also tried, and she ate the whole cookie, and it didn't taste the same. So I have a few guesses. Okay. I'll, Let me I'll, hear them. I'll tell you my initial thought was red velvet cupcake. Or birthday cake. But they already have those. Yes. And so I'm like, okay. this does not make sense. Right. But then when I ate the whole cookie, it sort of had this cinnamon flavor or maybe like a maple. Ooh. So I thought, maybe this is cinnamon toast crunch cereal. Ooh. But, yeah. Good callback. Yeah. But then I thought they did a cereal last year. Because if you remember, Fruity Pebbles cereal was the correct guess. Yes. I, I, would, I would say that's more likely they'll do a cereal again this year. So if I had to guess, because I know red velvet and birthday cake are not going to be the right answer because they already have those, I'd have to guess cinnamon toast crunch cereal. But I think the Hall of Famer is actually the one who nailed this. Okay, what'd she say? The Hall of Famer's guess is Teddy Grahams. Ooh, okay. Like the little bears that, like Graham bears that come in. Do you remember those snacks? Remember them. My kids still eat them. I was like going to say a week ago. <laughs> Present okay, them. so they're still making <laughs> yeah. them. Oh, they're definitely still making them. So that makes sense that they might pair up with a different company that's not cereal, like Teddy Grahams, and it does or they're taste owned like by the same company, and they're just that you know, could be shifting yeah. some things down Are the line. They, let me look up something real quick. Are they all Nabisco? Teddy Grahams must be Nabisco. I bet you they are. So. I'm giving you two the chance to enter this, or you may win $50,000 if you guess Teddy Grahams. But Teddy Grahams are Nabisco. There okay. you go. Solid. And the Hall of Famer never wavered. As soon as she tasted it, she said Teddy Grahams. We wrote our answers down so as not to be influenced. Excellent. So you both did sealed envelopes in front yes. of each other. Yes. Okay. They weren't sealed, but folded no. over paper. Well, then this contest is over. <laughs> yes. It's invalid. 
<laughs> cool. Okay, so we'll we'll seal this up. Who is Emma um, Stone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moonlight. <laughs> what was the what was the movie that they said actually won? It wasn't Moonlight, was it? Uh, I mean, uh, Moonlight actually won, right? And Moonlight it, they said, won, and it was uh, the La 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 Land. La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, come on. <laughs> What do you do? Is there anything better uh, than a confused Warren Beatty? <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, and I, he looked to um, who was with him up there on stage. He looked to her for help. Faye, and she's like, "I'm not Faye getting Dunaway. involved in this." Yeah. She's like, "Nope, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm no part of this." And as you can see, I was 100 percent wrong, and so was the Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> um, although I did read something about. So what I did after I found out the flavor, I read some article by somebody of their guess, and somebody had guessed Graham Cracker and Teddy Grahams. So the Hall of Famer at least was not the only one to guess Teddy Grahams. I have not seen another another person who guessed birthday cake or red velvet cupcakes. So So what what you're saying is My palate was least... off on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> big time. What you're saying is yours was more wrong because nobody else guessed even in the same ballpark as yes, you. Or that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. It it really does taste like Teddy Grahams, and I guess it's the the cinnamony flavor that might be in a churro, but I never churro never even entered my mind. I honestly didn't know that churro was an actual flavor. I just thought it was a thing that you added flavors to. Well. We could certainly get into that. I think we have done that before, where we talk about whether it's a thing or a flavor. Yeah. Like pumpkin spice. That's a flavor. Yeah. And a thing, because a pumpkin is a thing and spice is a thing. Right. So, I guess I'm, I don't really care that I got it wrong, but I did get it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sorry that you had to eat mystery Oreos again. And I had... I cannot have that stuff in the house because I didn't just eat one. I had to finish the whole package. Why don't I just throw it away? It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't is, double stuff or mint. That's like Rob, who if he buys a bag, like he he likes to try all these crazy potato chip flavors, mm-hmm. and he refuses to throw it away even if it's awful. And he doesn't buy like the small like snack size, like you find at the you know the at like the convenience store. I'm talking about he's buying like the big grocery oh, store, sure. like family yeah. size bag <laughs> yeah. of this. Ooh, that's a brand new, you know, mate, some crazy mix of flavors. And he'll buy the entire bag. And if he hates the first one, no matter how bad it is, he feels obligated to eat the whole bag. <laughs> and he will. Yeah, yeah. I'm the I've same way. I've seen it happen multiple times. I don't want to waste it, so I'll eat it. But if you, look, if it was so horrible... You're not eating it. Life's You're too not going to continue to eat well, it. Well, if it's you? horrible, yeah, but these churro Oreos were not horrible. In fact, by the end That's, of the package, I liked them. Well, I mean, it's it's sugar flavored, so yes. it's it's just sugar. I'm talking about something that is like you eat it and you're like, oh, this is terrible. I don't want, I don't ever want to eat that again. But you feel obligated to eat the entire bag. It's his compulsion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think I would. If it was terrible and made me want to vomit, I think I'd throw it away. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I absolutely would not continue eating it. <laughs> Okay, so I uh, that's all for feedback, but I uh, alluded to this earlier about a correction. I don't have a Hall of Fame correction, but I do have a mama correction. Okay. But she did not listen to this herself. Apparently was made aware of it by my crazy aunt who had come to visit us about a month ago, and her and her boyfriend listened to it on the drive. So then when they got here, they started talking to us about the podcast, and it kind of took me by surprise. But anyway, what they... So they were telling my mom that she was in the first chair as a clarinetist. And that I guess that's incorrect. She was she was first chair only for her first year of college in the marching band, but when she was moved to the concert band, second chair was the highest she ever got. Mm. Uh, oh, and once again, uh, to to read it what Brad said, that was a, some serious marching band if they're carrying chairs around with them. <laughs> exactly. However, I did told her about, I clarified, and she said she was fine with what I originally said, and really is no need to draw attention to my mistake. She was fine with, she was fine with staying in for, letting everyone know that she was in first chair the entire time. of course. Yeah. And that's all I have for corrections. That and the shotgun rifle thing. 
which I already said. Mm. Claire, do you have any clarifications? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. No, I do not. Great. Cool. Well, then, perfect show. No <laughs> need for anybody to send anything in to correct us. <laughs> exactly. And thank you, Claire, for coming on with us. Thanks thank to you Boogie for, me. for coming coming on with us. I'm sorry that Boogie never um, meowed for us. Audibly, at least. Meow. Oh, nice try. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Speaking of bills, mine are racking up recently after purchasing a plane ticket. Um, did you know that it costs over $150 one way to bring Emmy Lou Hairs as a carry-on? That's more than the entire plane ticket cost. So she's staying home. Maybe Claire would be willing to come to Minnesota and pet sit for her. Claire, she'll come to you when called. Uh, she won't pester you to wake up until you are ready to get up. She gets up when you get up. And she's a really great snuggler, but she has been known to attract coyotes. Oh, and speaking of tangents, happy belated birthday to Chris Davenport, who I don't even think listens to this podcast. But if you don't, Chris, why? And if you do, Chris, same question applies. Why? Either way, hope you had a great one. And as Smitty Scoop says, it doesn't get any better than that. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.